0: Welcome back to the Worthy to Wealthy podcast. I am Natalie Lemus, and I am here with this
1: dear soul. I am here with Marissa Rada Webner. I am the owner of Sage Yoga and Wellness in downtown Boise. I opened that a little over ten years ago and also Source Meditation Space. It's like Sage's sister meditation studio that's next door to it. Just this past year with a couple partners, and I've been teaching yoga for 18 years. It's been my life path for sure. And integrated with that is transpersonal psychology. I have my master's in transpersonal psychology and a degree in life coaching. So I use The yoga psychology aspect is one of the pieces of it and spirituality too that really excites me that I try to diffuse through my even just in-studio asana classes. And then I'm also DJ Chakra Khan and have been was a DJ for Radio Boise, the community station, for 10 years too. I retired from that last year and then started my own podcast, Love, Service, Wisdom, last summer. And so coming up on a year of that, and I work with Treefort Music Fest, and I founded Yoga Fort for Treefort, and I'm a mom of a 16-year-old and an 8-year-old. And that's the surface. That's the surface things. That is, I'm like,
0: whoa, that is a lot of creativity and a lot of, you birth energy in you, like this creative wellspring of just creating things, which is amazing. I love that. And I love that you own that about yourself and do all the things that you're called to do, which is so beautiful. One of the things that really, really intrigued and just sparked me, I took one of your yoga classes and it made me cry, um, which I was like, you probably don't remember it. I think it was like recent postpartum or something and took your class and you read something from don't even remember the book, whatever you read, it spoke to my soul. And I just started to cry and I had this beautiful release. um, I remember going up to you and I said, what's that book? And you were so kind. And I've really, really wanted to get to know you. So I'm happy and grateful that you're here today to share some wisdom with us.
1: Thank you. I'm really happy to be here too, and I love hearing that reflection from a student to a teacher because I don't ever, often, hardly know how things are landing when I teach classes. I often just I allow myself to be really inspired. Like I'm thinking, like, what did I read? Like, who knows? Like, I don't read all the time. Like, I'll just before class, I'll kind of pull a book off my shelf and be like, I'm going to read out of this book today. Yeah, like, it I guess was, that one was for you. It was. It was short poems, I think. Probably The Radiant Sutras. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. That was yeah. it. That was it. That
1: was That's it. a favorite, favorite, fav, favorite book of mine. I've given it to many of my good friends. And it's like the only book that I sell in the studio boutique besides my own yoga book. There's The Radiant Sutras and there's my book. And then Lauren Roche, who's the translator of the text, I'm a mega fangirl of. And my podcast, I got to interview him a couple months ago. And that was a big treat. One of the posts that you
0: had was about this COVID experience and really recognizing that you said something like you didn't even realize what water you were swimming in and you had been in hyper-masculine overdrive. What does that mean? How did you realize this? And then when you realized it, what did you do or what have you done? Or maybe the better question is what didn't
1: you do? This idea of the hyper-masculine and the hyper-masculine energy being the energy that the world as a collective and definitely us in the West have been in for decades, I've been aware of, right? Just through kind of my own studies and mentorship that I do. And I think before I always thought, oh yeah, I see that and that's that and I'm not that. And then I, I just listed off in my bio all these things that I do, right? And I have all this creativity flowing through me. And I feel quite energized by the things that I do. And I produce a lot into the world. And I'm able to follow those sparks and bring things pretty easily into fruition And I'm kind of like a jack of all trades and I can do so many diverse things. And it was almost like a highly refined skill set that I had and have. And I thrived in many ways externally. Then when this happened, this quarantine and lockdown and so many different plans and agreements and arrangements and travels that I had on the forefront all came to a screeching halt and I've been home and not doing all the things that I was doing. Then that was for me, that moment of recognizing the water that I was swimming And I was like, oh, I was also part of the problem, quote unquote. And in recognizing too, like the ways in which I was also part of the societal conditioning of distance and speed, speed and like the rate at which we consume and process and move into the next thing and the ways in which i'm was disconnected from really the things closest to me like my land my yard for example my home or the person that lives next door to me or across the street or i feel connected to my children but they were spending most of their time in school, right? And so I would have them for these like slivers in the morning and the evening. And then on the weekends, so it was really not very much time at all. And so now with homeschooling, we get all this time together. Now that I'm not traveling, I'm doing like an insane amount of yard work that feels so good. But it feels good in the way of like tapping into... The earth, which is very feminine, and the seasons and cycles of time, which is very slow, like the gardening that I've done and the rate at which things are routing and blossoming. It doesn't happen as quickly as, you know, we can make an edit, let's say, on the computer and delete something or type something in. It's such a different relative speed and So I feel for my own self, there's been like a shaking off and a waking up from that dream that I was living in, the collective dream. I don't feel like I was producing, let's say, a sense of lack, like I needed to prove myself more like I just kind of wanted to. Also, I feel now like I want to refine even that and do a lot less. And the things that I do allow them to have perhaps deeper roots or more intentionality, mm-hmm. or just less. Woman to woman, too, I've, and as businesswomen and as mothers, sometimes when we're wearing those different hats and in those different roles, we give our least amount of attention to motherhood, and we're doing more of the business in the outside. And so a couple weeks ago, too, we took the family. We have a spot down in Boulder, Utah, down in the desert in the middle of nowhere, and we were in literally a one-bedroom trailer for a week together my partner krishna and the two kids maya and benji and mom me i made breakfast lunch and dinner every single day for a week without ever going to the store and without ever going to the restaurant or whatever we might do to like supplements and i remember thinking like this is the first time i've ever done that and i really enjoyed it i got to like this point where i was enjoying washing dishes wow. by hand because there's no dishwasher that kind of rhythm was so new to me i'm just absorbing everything you just said because even covid hasn't taken me out of my hyper
0: masculine world so i'm so far away from everything you just said and it's just hitting me like really deep and Mm. it's even a part of me i i know it's there i've never explored it even in covid like even in this experience Even with the slowing down of our world or or whatever, my world in my day-to-day looks pretty much the same. In fact, probably even more hyper-masculine overdrive because of all the things that I've created and put out and produced and things during this time. And it recently became like an argument between Ugo and I, my husband. I realized that you were saying like that you shook yourself off from this like collective dream. I guess the word that I had was trance. I am in a trance. It's a work trance. And even on the weekends, being present, it's difficult for me. And I don't think I'm alone in that because I think even those who aren't working necessarily they have their other trances or distractions or numbing mechanisms, whether it's TV or well, work is really,
1: really, really a big one. Work is one of the biggest ones. And we've been conditioned into this way of working and being all through that entire upbringing through school. And now even more so that everything is digital and there aren't any work hour boundaries. There's no clock in clock out time. I'm going home now that was then. And now I'm turning towards home or family life, all of those lines have blurred and they all cross over. And so it's incredibly difficult. And I guess I want to say too, when I use the word masculine, I'm not meaning male, like male gender. And I don't want anyone listening to feel that way. It's the doing active outward production aspects of life. I mean, go American society because it worked in that conditioning. We're all crazy like this, but it has created the sense of burnout, depression and anxiety and disconnection from the world around us. That's the waking up that I feel like is occurring and has occurred to me. And I recognize too, just even for myself, the ability that I've had to pull back and reflect because I am an entrepreneur and a business owner, it can make those decisions for myself, that, that singles me out into a small percentage, right? Where I know some people, like you're saying yourself in this time, they're actually working more, Because they're at home and their bosses are like, well, now you're at home, so I'm expecting you to produce even more while you're homeschooling too, which is a whole nother thing that's crazy. (laughs) I wake up and I'm like, how am I supposed to get all this done and be on a call and homeschool at the same time? I guess to answer your question is I do my best and I let a lot of things, I don't want to say slip through the cracks, but almost like I don't care as much anymore about the work stuff and maybe that'll shift a practice one could do is spending time not doing spending time in an activity that doesn't have an end result or a goal or an outward product that's not for a thing for results in any way going on a walk around the block these
0: are the tips i <laughs> need this is so timely too because the other day on monday ugo and i we've been discussing this exact theme and he said, make a list of everything that recharges your batteries. And on that list, it was literally taking a walk, sitting in silence, talking with a good friend, journaling, going on a date night with my husband, being like eye to eye and really being present with each other. Mm-hmm. recharges me reading a book, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest one is sitting in silence and not even with a goal to like meditate or to do a guided vision, nothing, just sitting and doing nothing recharges me. And yet it's the thing I do the least of.
1: And then sometimes what can happen when we sit in silence too, is our mind is still so active. You're still in the to-do list. It's still like you're on that big surface level of agitation, That that can be difficult too. All the things that you listed besides chatting with a friend, unless it's in person, were non-digital.
0: I have a coaching client who recently told me, she said, you know, I think I need a Digital detox and get off of all my social media platforms, and so she did. She deleted them all and she texted me, "It's only 11 a.m. and I've already reached for my phone to go to that app unconsciously, not even realizing it." Twenty times, she said, "Holy crap! I didn't even know I was addicted." And I feel like so many people are having these like this little like bubble up of these revelations or realizations. What do you do once you have that? Do you journal it out? Do you cry? Do you think like, there's so much emotion tied to realizing that the way of life that we were doing was unsustainable or wasn't really filling us. We filled our life with noise.
1: Yeah, I guess I would let it process through the way that it wants to. And so for some of us, it could be a cry. I know early on in the COVID time, I had a couple really, really big, sobby, snotty face cries that felt so good. I mean, that by itself moves so much energy and frees up so much. And then journaling is, like you said, a great way or talking with a good friend or for me, nature is really it also. Every single day my partner and I we go on a walk, whether that's a like 20 or 30 minute walk through the neighborhood or up into the foothills. I we go on a little short hike or when we're in Utah, go for hikes for hours. But getting out outside, especially now because it's spring and it's so beautiful and the weather's so good and there's so much beautiful change with the flowers and the trees and the blossomings that are happening and then just the new wildlife of your neighbors out in the street too seeing everyone so absolutely time in nature and that too it's creating this element where you are living the aspect of being versus doing when i'm just going on a walk i'm not going on a walk for my physical fitness or to burn calories or whatever though those are nice side benefits i'm just doing it to simply enjoy being outside in nature and i'm not going to look at my phone while i'm walking i'm just going to walk and wander. And that's it.
0: Wandering. That is my idea of bliss right there. That (laughs) just defines, I can go there in my head even right now. It almost calms me just even thinking about it, just walking with no agenda.
1: Yeah. So those kinds of practices that you begin doing, that is what helps to rewire your life. That's what helps to rewire you out of the hyper-masculine and back into the feminine. So it's almost like you're not consciously, I'm going to become more feminine, right? Or I'm going to become less crazed hyper-masculine. I'm just going to begin to do these things that feel really nourishing to my soul and my body just because.
0: This is some really like deep wisdom. I love how you're explaining it too and the energy with which you're explaining it because a lot of times what I've heard from kind of similar message, but more like in a step one, step two, step three, and more of in like even just like in a mm-hmm. masculine way of explaining it. Totally.
1: Right? Which, <laughs> so fascinating. It's like so fascinating. <laughs> it's so other fascinating. things too. Just there was the trend a few years ago of coloring right? Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. I forgot about that trend. Okay. Yes. Tell
1: me. (laughs) Well, just that it comes to mind. like you're just sitting there coloring and doodling over your coffee in the morning because it feels good. Put the colors on the paper. It's not for an art project or a gallery or to show somebody. You may or may not take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. It doesn't matter. You're just doing Mm -hmm. it because you like it.
0: Mm -hmm. Roshan and I, who I know is a mutual friend for both of us, we were talking the other day and I had this aha and in like I'm a person, I'm a full transparent person. So just because I have the aha doesn't mean that I've implemented the aha yet. And I think I'm very much walking through and working through undoing of this hyper masculine go, go, go vibe that I've tranced myself into. Um, and I know just as easily as I got into it, I can get out. And and for me, it's not like a snap your fingers thing. Like I'm actively undoing it because there's a lot tied to it. So anyways, Roshan and I were talking and it was like, what are our non-negotiables? Like, what are the things, is it like taking a walk with your spouse every day or a bath or, you know, maybe spending time in nature, like what are those non-negotiables that really mean something to us? And how can our life reflect that versus continuing to play into the trance of the working and the going, and then later on thinking, oh, why am I so burned out? Why am I so fried? Why do I feel, you know, like I've spent all this energy in all these different directions? That was something that came through for us just on a phone call the other day. It was like, What is all of the doing tied to? Because for me, I feel very much, and I'm sure you felt the same way. I feel like that we're vibing on this together and maybe not, but I'm gonna throw it out there. For you, like with creating Source, with creating Sage, with DJing, with Yoga Fort, with all the things that you've just mentioned, isn't it tied to like a bigger mission for you? And so how do you kind of like reconcile Saying no, and then yet it's also tied to to a bigger mission, and you feel like this is your calling, and this is how you. Yeah,
1: I would say that it's certainly tied to a bigger mission for me. All of that is one is to like my own mission of my non-negotiables of following my heart and doing the things that give the most joy, and then sharing those. The music and community and yoga and spirituality are that, and then. I look at this, it's almost like the time that we're in now is a pivot point or a shift in consciousness. And so those things that I was doing were tied to my mission, but what's my mission now? How has your mission shifted? I haven't distilled it into its exact essence and words, but it feels like loving more what is and nurturing what is and slowing down and doing less and connecting more with the earth and the earth rhythms. I feel like when I can enter into a space of timelessness, the less I'm doing and the more I pay attention. And when before I was so busy, and people would say, and probably you had this answer too, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm so busy. I hated that response. I hated that I was using busy as a feeling state for how I was, right? And I don't want to feel busy. And when I'm busy, time is speeding by and going queer. So part of the mission, I guess, would say it's slowing down and like really absorbing these moments. My son Benji loves Settlers of Catan, the board game. And every night he wants to play Settlers of Catan. And I can sit there at the table with him and see him playing and be kind of zoomed out. And it's just the preciousness of this moment of this little eight-year-old who wants to play a game with his mom so bad this moment won't be here in a year or five or 10, you know, he's going to grow up and be older. And so I just want to be present and available fully for those moments that have nothing to do with producing something or creating something for the community at large. It's more for the closer community around me. And then the ripples of that are, just as big, I think, in many ways as the ones that reach more people.
0: I'm speechless because I feel like I have so much work to do in this area. (laughs) I I don't even know how to say it because I know it's not work to do. I know it's so much letting go to do. And I feel like when our mission is so close to our heart, It's like, I have my heart in so many places. Also for me, like there's seasons for everything. There's seasons for expansion and creating and putting out in the world. And then there's seasons for kind of recoiling and like hibernation. And maybe my expansion season is the opposite of other people's recoiling and like slowing down season. It's a lot to unpack, especially being an entrepreneur. And being someone so passionately and creatively tied to their work. Have you ever thought about writing a book from what lessons you've learned from this experience?
1: Yes, I have a lot of a book written. I started writing a book in 2008 and I didn't finish it because I opened my first studio, Sage. And I've just been talking with my partner recently about picking it back up again because he's working on a book too. And it's really re-inspiring me. And I've said to him, well, I think I'm going to do my book first as a way, like just through my podcast. So my podcast, when I have like stories and things like that, like it's just me talking, it's kind of me working out some of my thoughts around the things that are coming up in the book, right? I think one of the realizations that I had just in the way that we're noticing the earth and the environment and how it's been affected positively by the reduction in human activity, the clear skies and pollution decreasing and the waters becoming clear. My reflection with that is I feel like personally that's happening at the same time. And that's where that statement of did you see the water that you were swimming in? Like did you see the pollution that was around you? Did you see how gross and dirty the water was around you? Could you tell when you were swimming in it? And now that you've stopped moving and the silt has settled to the bottom and you can see more clearly in the water, like, what does that mean for you? And it feels like, I I guess, I don't know is the answer to that. I don't know what it exactly means, but it does mean that things look and feel more beautiful and more clear and more pristine with me doing less activity
0: more clear, more pristine, less activity, less thrashing about in the water.
1: That's the big aha where it's like, I don't know what that translates to and what I'll be doing in the future. But I just feel like it's important that I recognize that, that with yeah. the less that's happening, the less that the humans are moving about, the earth is healing and we as souls and beings Are healing as well
0: that's really powerful yeah there's like a what's happening on the earth is happening in us if we stop for a second to just even recognize it have you had any emotions of grief or anger or injustice or anything like that through through the experience
1: i would say yes and no too i feel like i I have a tendency to remain quite neutral and not get that amped up about things. I feel, honestly, and I feel like sometimes I feel bad saying this. I feel um, self-conscious saying this. I feel really hopeful. And I feel self-conscious saying that because I know so many people are struggling. And so... I don't want that to come off as insensitive that I say that I feel hopeful with everything that's going on, but I feel like it's an opportunity for humanity to really collectively shift the way that we've been doing things. This like that hyper-masculine underway train that's going over the cliff. I feel like the brakes are put on it. And we're like, Oh, ooh, where are we going? Like, let's make different choices from now on. I hope that humanity, when we, I don't think we'll ever go back to the normal that we had. I think that that's totally gone. Uh, I hope that we'll make a lot more conscious choices about how we spend our energy and time and money and resources and that we take a lot more care to care for those who have less. And I guess that the things that make me feel afraid or I worry about are the psychological traumas from this time and those lasting unconscious internal divisions or anxieties that we might carry forward, like being afraid of each other or being afraid to gather or being afraid, are you sick or am I sick? Am I going to get the whatever from you or vice versa? That worries me because I think us coming t- together, even just as families or you know, in, in larger groups, is important. I want that Absolutely. to happen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I think you're right. This is almost like a, a humanity, you know, deep breath or something like that, that we're, we're, we're forced to be taking that like, and then really seeing, okay, what do we want the next evolution to, you know, how do we want it to unfold?
1: I don't know. I guess I return to my guiding principle through this time has been my spiritual practice. Like that would be, I guess, where I'm getting hope and recharging. And I've had the opportunity to connect to my different practices in a much deeper way now that I've got so much time at home in the morning every day. And that's where I direct my compass to.
0: Mm -hmm. That spiritual foundation giving you that, that recharge and that strength. I'm a member of EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization. So there was a lot being posted in our Facebook group because we have members in China and things. And so they were, you know, early on posting things. And I'm very in my own universe, very disconnected from like the news, and don't even have no concept, like haven't watched it, don't know, don't read, nothing, nothing, nothing for mm-hmm. probably a decade. And, but I started to see all this stuff in the Facebook group and I was like, curiosity. I was like, wait, what, what is happening? They're closing this in China. And these people are saying this. So for like two or three days, I was like rabbit holing and I was like clicking all these legs and I was showing it. I was reading to Ugo. And I'm like, did <laughs> you know this? And have you heard this? And imagine this. And finally he kind of had to be like, Tell me um, a better way that you're going to be choosing to invest your time. And
1: I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful, Ugo. Good job. <laughs> my, my partner, he's like you. He gives me the morning breakdown of like the things that are happening in the world and the ways that you can contract COVID and all the new research. I, I did that for two, three days. And then I
0: was like back to, to reality, which is, you know, that was a huge aha for me. Is, like, what is my reality? Mm-hmm. My reality is that I am healthy. My family is healthy. My neighbors are healthy. My parents are healthy. We're doing great in our business financially. What is my reality? And not absorbing the collective and getting knocked off of my grounded post by believing that the collective has to be my reality.
1: And Totally. Um, So that was really what grounded me. That's a great practice. And you're absolutely 100% right. And it's scary, those that are living by that newsfeed reality, that that is their reality. There's so many millions.
0: It's very sad. And my mom is like on another level of kick on Looking at YouTube videos and these spiritual channels and things like that. And she sent me one the other day that, that I watched the first 15 minutes of. It was an empowering one. And this woman who I don't know why she had to have, like, she changed her name to like Magenta Pixie. Okay, whatever. I was like, I think I've heard of Magenta Pixie.
1: I've seen Magenta, Magenta Pixie's page. She's got like well, curly she, hair. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. So she, <laughs> so I watched this video and I was like, okay, I can apply this to coaching. It was so good. She said, part of this evolution is recognizing our sovereignty and really standing in our sovereignty and what is sovereignty and really helping others around us realize that we're sovereign and what is what is sovereignty it's the ability to have free will and to make choices and be empowered with our decision making which is the other agenda is to rip us take that away from us but the taking away is an illusion because Mm -hmm. that's not not truth because we were born sovereign and um, our souls are free. And so anyways, that was a huge aha for me. And that's really when I was like, wow, what is real in my world and claiming that sovereignty and, and our business, I'm a coach, but then we also have a property management business. We also do real estate and things like that. So I sent everybody an email that said, those of you who are comfortable coming to the office, you are welcome to come. I will still be showing up. Those who are not can work with their, you know, respective manager and make accommodations to work from home. And to me, that honored people's sovereignty and ability to choose because who am I to, to make decisions basically putting my fear or my faith onto other people? In this case, my faith.
1: Does that make sense? Totally. Like, Totally. It's interesting. I remember having to close the studio early on and wanting to keep it open, but feeling like I needed to because if I had classes, I would be shamed. I know.
0: Then feeds into the other the agenda, which is to rip us of our sovereignty to even make a choice. Not having choice and freedom is really, to me, that's where the emotions for me have come up in this experience. Of feeling this, honestly, rage (laughs) is a very deep emotion, but rage and anger towards the stripping away of the sovereignty and then coming to forgiveness of that and recognizing that there's obviously a bigger mission unfolding and I don't have to understand it, but I can choose to surrender to the unfolding with non-resistance because the resistance is what caused me suffering in the beginning of all of this unfolding It is fascinating and I've had multiple podcast conversations recently and every single person that I've interviewed has said, I feel one gal specifically said, oh, I don't want you to put this in the podcast. And it was about how much she has been enjoying spending more time with her family and being at home during COVID. And she's like, please don't put that in there because it's so triggering happiness, positivity, acceptance, love has become a trigger and is like almost being weaponized. We're going through a major collective awakening right now. People's fuses are like shorter than they have ever been. Have you
1: noticed that? I was just thinking to myself, I wonder if that's true. Like I wonder if that woman actually has experienced a backlash or if she's just afraid of experiencing a backlash. I personally haven't witnessed people being angry. Like I spoke to myself, I felt very self-conscious about saying I feel hopeful because I'm afraid of how that will be perceived by those who aren't having the same experience and not wanting to be insensitive. But I wonder if that's not even true. I wonder if more people actually feel good right now than feel bad. I think that my take on this is
0: that more people do feel good than feel bad. However, most people that feel good are self-conscious or afraid or whatever word we want to put on it to say that they feel good because those who are feeling bad are more vocal than those who are feeling good. That's what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah. It's like a razor's edge we're all walking on. It creates, what's the phrase? I can't think of it. It's when like cognitive dissonance, when your realities aren't matching up where it's like, I feel good and I'm scared or afraid to share that I feel good. That's not healthy. And so it's like feeling good in secret. So what do we do? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just kind of wrapping my head around this uh aha awareness of it. And so... I think in a delicate way, in a sensitive way, beginning to share that, beginning to share the positive aspects of this experience. And I've tiptoed into that a little bit with my social media and some of my podcasts, but I think it's important. I think it's important to say that spending time with our family is actually a nice thing. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: It's an amazing experience we're living through and I think you're absolutely right. I think we need to share. I had somebody direct message me privately on Facebook and she said the same thing that she's feeling great that she wants to share. However, she's totally afraid because she saw all the comments on my live video that I since took down. Mm -hmm. She said, I saw all those live comments. They were horrible. And she said, I saw that you took it down. And she's like, what do you suggest? Do you suggest that I speak out or stay quiet? I I mean, she's like, I would say speak out. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I said to her, I said, you know, you just said it's a razor's edge. Like it's an interesting dynamic right now. I said, you know, be prepared that there will be backlash and tread lightly and it's totally okay to express your reality. It's so fascinating because that's why I'm feeling that polarization. There's people that are grouping at the top that are feeling very inspired, positive expectation, empowered, love, and joy. I have this like little notebook that I'm obsessed with. So it's a little rainbow and at the very, this is the emotional scale, you probably can't read them all, but at the very top it's joy, appreciation, empowered, freedom, and love, which is where, you know, where we're talking about really feeling even more empowered, even more free, even more eagerness, And that positive expectation, belief, optimism, those are all at the top. And then at the bottom, listen to the bottom. Fear, grief, despair, and powerlessness, insecurity, and rage. I don't think that there's ever been a more energetically and emotionally polarizing time um, on our planet. I really don't. And um, because these emotions are deep.
1: Very, 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 very deep. Very deep and layered and nuanced. And they come in waves for all of us too. I don't think that any of us feel good all the time or bad all the time. It's recognizing the spectrum that we're each living through and within. Yeah, I'm reminded of, I can't, I'm can't. i not going to get this quote correct, but it was something from like a Hopi elder who said, during this time of despair and upheaval and challenge, look to the African-Americans and look to the Native Americans who have been persecuted and brutalized and enslaved and their powers taken away almost for all of their existence. And they still celebrate and they still come together and sing and have joy and have parties and connect and there's still love and richness all throughout their culture while they've survived these collective challenges.
0: Wow. That like makes me want to cry. There's something on that and that's so deep. Maybe there's something on it to where it's like we haven't allowed ourselves to experience a full range of emotion and we've been Mm -hmm. so one dimensional. And this is a coming back and a deeper integration of all of us.
1: Oh, God, I love that. That's totally resonant with my body right now. I think you're absolutely, totally right. And that, that's what creates some of that as, the deep aspects of polarization, too, where it's like, I'm an angry, mad person. And then it's like, well, I am a beautiful, love and light person. And I never feel anger. And everything's always good for me. And was, everything's always terrible for me. And it's like, no, we're all feeling all of it. Let's all open to feeling all of it.
0: And I think that's where real, true healing lies.
1: That's it. I think us painting each other as one-dimensional beings, that's one of the main causes of the, disconnect, the disconnection we have right now.
0: This is so resonant in me too. On my own personal journey over the last three years, I was like a positivity robot. I literally was a positivity robot i never would allow myself to feel and i'd been trained that way you know and programmed that way from birth basically i mean our family motto was form follows thought so it was like what you think about you bring about and it was like law of attraction and and all of that awesome great loved it all there yay however Integration is really where, where we can be fully human. And I never knew how to deal with sadness, with grief, with loss until, you know, my mom became, you know, she went in for a routine surgery and she became a quadriplegic and then, you know, slowly over two and a half years, relearned how to walk and then eventually run again. But it was like this deep, deep loss and anger and then mm. shame that i was angry cuz it was layered it was like shame that mm-hmm. i was angry because at least she was still alive and how come i couldn't love her as she was in that wheelchair how come i was so upset mm-hmm. i should be grateful so it was just all this like layering layering and i think that that's what's happening right now and there's a book and have you read this book it's called letting go by dr david hawkins
1: i know david hawkins but i haven't read letting go He wrote power and power versus force too, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the one I've read of his. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: The letting go allowed me to let go and to realize that I am a nuanced being and I can experience rage and I can experience deep, deep, deep sadness and I can be scared and I can be so, so, so sad and And yet I can love my mom so much and love myself. And my mom was a mirror about how I treated myself.
1: Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's come totally full circle. It's absolutely true. Everything that you're saying about how nuanced we are and integration and balance is the key and how imbalanced we all have been and stuck in our conditioning and our programming and It's scary and vulnerable to allow ourselves to feel emotions that we haven't felt before. Sometimes it's the higher vibe and sometimes it's the lower vibe ones and allow those waves to move through us as they're coming. And just even that, like that gets into what we were talking to in the beginning about what's the practice now. It's just to feel what's coming up in the moment and to live moment to moment, moment to moment.
0: Oh, this was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Marissa. This was awesome. And thank you for sharing that quote. Cause that there's so much on that. And I like, whew. So yeah, this was wonderful. And no matter what your next step on your journey holds, I know that it'll be totally aligned and beautiful and um so so cool. I'll be following along on Instagram for sure and I hope we keep in touch.
1: Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's nourishing and inspiring to me to have conversation with other women that totally get it and can go really deep and are so charged. So, thank you for giving this back to me. I really really appreciate it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yay. Okay, everyone, follow Marissa online, okay? So, all you need to do is look in the show notes, get her Instagram handle, follow her, lots of wisdom life coaching check out sage if you're ever in downtown boise and source meditation would still need to check out and you have classes online right now right
1: i do yeah lots of classes online through sage and through source and you can go to my website i'll give you the link to that but it's basically just my name and find all the things that i'm doing but definitely reach out and connect all of you guys would love to hear from you